Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke here on a Friday before a three-day weekend. And when we come back, Wolf, it's football season officially. It really is already in college. ASU got started last night, but we had some Suns news, courtesy of our own John Gambadoro. And, of course, you can hear him 2 to 6 every day with uh, with Dave Burns, and he is our Arizona sports insider as well. He's joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Gambo, uh, how's it going this morning? And I, and I want to start with the uh, the, the Suns, the, the, their interest in Boyan Bogdanovich that you reported yesterday, because i got to be honest, on paper, that makes a lot of sense. Three-day weekend? Let's go! I'm ready. <laughs> Buried yeah, yeah, no. The Suns, uh, the Suns have reached out to the Utah Jazz, expressing interest in Boyan Bogdanovich, the small forward, uh, who is who's you know who's available. He's available for for the right price. Uh, there are a handful of teams that have called the Jazz with interest in, in Boyan. The Lakers included as one of those teams. But yes, the Suns, the Suns have had interest in Boyan Bogdanovich. They they did reach out to the Jazz very recently and uh, going to see if they can try to get him. You think that's the biggest obstacle is just other teams being interested? Because it doesn't seem like he serves much purpose for Utah, big picture. No, he doesn't serve purpose for them. I mean, they could extend him. They really like him. I mean, he's he, he belongs on a team that's going to contend. He's versatile. He could shoot the three. He could you, you could post him up. He could play off the ball, which is what you want. You want a guy that can play off the ball. Uh, but he's a spot-up shooter. He could shoot from three. He could shoot in the mid-range. You could post him up, and he can score. He could score at all three levels. He's not a great defensive player, but he competes. You know, he's tough and he's physical, so he'll definitely compete, but he's not considered a great defender. He's not swift at all. He's got one year left on his contract, and it's a lot of money. Now, what I will tell you guys is that I checked in with the Suns when they were looking to get Durant, and they weren't interested in Bogdanovich in a three or four team trade that got them Durant for the simple reason is that they didn't, if they got Durant, they didn't need another scorer. They would have needed defenders and passers. So if they ended up with Durant, Bogdanovich made no sense to them. They weren't interested in that. Mm-hmm. But without Durant, they're still looking for another scorer. This guy would give you exactly what you needed. He is a terrific scorer. Yeah, Johnny. No, I know, man. He is very, very intriguing right here. What do you think the Suns would have to give up for him? Well, they don't really have what it would take right now. So my gut feeling is you're going to have to get a third team involved. They're not going to give up Cam Johnson or Mikhail Bridges. And, you know, they, they don't really, you know, their picks are going to be the 30th pick in the first round. So you wouldn't be able to just say, here's an expiring contract and one first round pick. That That's not going to get it done. So what I would what I would expect is that you're going to have to give up multiple first round picks. Uh, maybe two. If you want to get a deal done without anybody else, you're probably talking about two first-round picks. Um, If not, then you probably have to get a third team involved to make the deal work. And remember the other thing, is that his, his salary? His salary is like nineteen million. So it's it you know you you, might, you almost have to put like two expiring contracts into the deal to get him. Uh, talking to Gambo, obviously Gambo. If they can't get Bogdanovich, do you get the sense that they are they're still going to pursue other avenues before the start of the season? No, I think they're very limited, Luke, with what players that they would get now. I think that there, you know, there are a few guys that they, they they would be interested in, but I don't think they're desperate to do anything. Um, they have the six and a half million dollar taxpayer exception 
that they plan on using, but they don't have to use that now. Like they could use that at the trade deadline. They could use that in the buyout market. So they could kind of go into the season, see what's working, see what's not working, and then determine how to use that money instead of doing something right now before the season even starts. Okay, Johnny, uh, let's go ahead and look at the Arizona Cardinals. I want to get your thoughts on the 53. Any surprises on the 53? You know, I thought all along that the five running backs were going to make it, Wolf. I, I thought all five, they liked, they loved those guys. Like, they I loved all five. <laughs> and and so, I don't know, you thought the same thing, right? No, I did not. I oh, mean, yeah. No way in the world in a one-back offense you were going to keep five running backs. I know, I know. They didn't want to put Keontae on the practice squad and risk losing him. Yeah. They like they like Daryl, and they like Eno, and, um, you know, Connor's going to be the guy. They're not going to dress five guys. But I, I had heard all along that they wanted to keep all five, that they wanted to keep five. And, you know, Ward's going to be more of a special teams guy. So if you, you take him out of the running back mix, well, then it's four. And, uh, yeah, I just think with Keontae, they just really liked him. And I think they didn't want to you know, risk putting him on the practice squad. So I think that's a little bit of a surprise. And then the Isabella thing that I reported last week is that, you know, that he was told the night before that he made the 53-man roster. But he was hoping for a trade. Like, he, he wants to go somewhere where he can play. He doesn't want to be buried again and not get an opportunity to play. Um, I, I'm not surprised that him and Dorch both made it, especially with the, uh, the situations at wide receiver with Wesley and Hopkins. Um, the young defensive lineman, you know, Demu Keiji. Look, Demu Keiji just beat Kennard out and Lucetta out. He just beat those guys out. So they're they're very young there. So I'm curious to see if they would do anything else. I know that they they've had slight interest in Indomitian Sue if he was going to come cheap, but I don't know if they still have that interest. But um, you know, McSorley. I mean, I think I'm happy with that, that they were able to get him through on the practice squad and have to not have to have a roster spot given up to a quarterback. So, I mean, overall, that's probably my initial impressions. Going back to what you said about Isabella, is is there a sense now that he's on this? I mean, they, they may need him the first few weeks without Hopkins and Antoine yeah. Wesley, or is, is there still a thought from him that he ultimately wants to be traded and maybe he's a chip they use to try and get more help on defense? No, like the, the Jets, you know, Mims didn't want to be with the Jets. And they were like, no, but we kind of like you, so you're probably going to play more. So, you know, it happens. I mean, sometimes a guy's like not happy and doesn't think he's going to play, and the team likes him. It's like, okay, well, you know, just give us a chance. So, um, I, I mean, if Isabella gets an opportunity, I mean, he flourished. Him and Dorch were both great mm-hmm. in, in camp and in the preseason. The question is, are they going to get opportunities? And that's where he wasn't – he would prefer to trade because he just didn't feel like he was going to get that opportunity. But I've got to think with, if, you know, no Wesley and no Hopkins that – I think he will get some opportunities in the first couple of weeks. Johnny, talk to us a little bit about uh, Antonio Hamilton and what came down there in the cornerback room. Is there a possibility that they still might be looking for another corner? You know, that I don't know, Wolf. I mean, I, I had I had told everybody that they were going to trade for a cornerback, and they right. did with Trayvon Mullen. So I'd been saying for a couple of weeks that what I'm being told is that they will trade for a cornerback. They did that. Then they added another one with Gidry when they claimed him. I don't know if they're looking for another one right now. I really don't know. With Hamilton, what I was told was um, – you know, and I had thrown out some hints, you know, over the last couple of weeks. But what what I was told was that he was cooking in the kitchen and with hot oil, and the oil uh, obviously spilled onto his arms and his legs. There was blistering uh, that was taking place, and 
at that point, that's where there was a concern. He was, he was, he went to the hospital. He went to the burn unit at the hospital because he spilled the hot oil on himself. And the concern was the blistering yeah. and what's called compartment syndrome, which has to deal with the blood flow in the feet. So they were concerned about that. So he did end up going, you know, to the hospital, treated at the burn unit, um, you know, for the hot oil on his feet and his arm. He tweeted out a picture of his feet, but um, I was told also that, that, that it got on his arm as well. So, um, I don't know. I would imagine somebody told me that uh, that's, that was involved with this, that the situation somewhat similar to Antonio Brown when he burned his feet in the cryo chamber a couple of years wow. ago when he first got on the Raiders because you got to deal with the blistering and the dead skin. So it's not completely the same, that's but it's right. a little bit similar. I mean, he was treated at Valley Wise Medical Center in downtown Phoenix. That's where he went. But I would imagine that with a, with burns, I mean, think about putting your cleats oh, on and yeah. having a run. like. Oh. Right, I mean, no, I mean, absolutely. I forgot about the Antonio Brown thing, man. It's a good comparison, yeah. right there. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, cryo chamber, and uh, you know, he had a lot of blistering and dead skin that he dealed with. He had to deal with it again. This isn't exactly the same, but from what I was told, it was it's it's similar in those ways because yep. of the blistering in the skin. Well, Gambo, we appreciate the time. I know you got a show to prepare for, but thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Johnny. All right, boys, you got to take care. Thanks a lot. That's Gambo joining us right there. 